Welcome to the All Things Sports Podcast, Miami Hurricanes edition. I'm your host, Julian. I have a special guest with me, Steve-O. Yo. This guy is the biggest Hurricanes fan. I know I had to share this with him. This floor, because it's kind of yours more than mine. But (laughs) anyways, you, you know, you go into all the games, you got season tickets. You're there. You're watching from a bird's eye view, week to week. Every home game. And yeah. when it's not a home game, you're watching on ESPN just like I am. Yeah, ESPN too. Shout out to and, Yeah. Shout out to that contract. <laughs> yeah. Gave it to us early. Gave it to us early. <laughs> <laughs> locked in. Uh, yeah, That's locked why we in. got to, you know, beat Florida State on ESPN too. Yeah. We did do that. Because right now. The only game we let our quarterback throw the ball. This is going to be like a let it out. Oh, gosh. Event. <laughs> it could be event, yeah. Um, an event. I would have, I would have fought somebody, like physically assaulted somebody, if they told me we would be five and four before the season. Five and four with losses to Virginia, with losses to Duke at home, which hasn't happened there. since uh, nineteen seventy four. It might have been even. It's like they, it's eight. It's like BC before Christ when Duke uh, beat us at home. Um, like, I was there. Like I was watching Duke's front four get constant pressure on Rozier. A bad Perry. loss to LSU. Oh my God, we gave that game away. Mm. Defensive mislaps as well, but. Offensively, we're just not to a point where we can, our record against Power Five opponents is very bad under under his last two years. So like we need to until we beat North Carolina, like we had lost obviously the last three of last year, then LSU, that was four in a row. Now we put two back to back with you know North Carolina and Florida State against Power Five, and then we lay an egg against Virginia at Virginia. Another egg was laid at Boston College, and then we come back home to fill the nest up. That's a and hurt laugh. Yes. I'm not laughing. Yeah, it was it's hurtful. Funny. That's hurtful. We like, was I'm, in that stadium. I'm sitting down was on Friday rocking. night. I, I got home at 7 o'clock. I walked in. I turned ESPN on. And then I went to my room and I turned ESPN on. So I had it on both TVs just in case. And the way our, the first drive of that game in Boston College was oh. just like our defense looked like a top 50 defense, if that. And uh, our, our, have, we have no energy. I feel like sometimes we come out just so flat. Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, a lot of it contributes to, you know, if you're ever doing a group project and you need the other side, yo, to do good, and if you know, like, that's the kid who don't ever do nothing, you know there's an F coming on that side. <laughs> like, it gets you hard to be motivated, and that F is the offensive side of the ball yeah. right now. So, I mean, I guess it's it's hard knowing that a defense has to outscore you know, offense, uh, yeah, we got like, shut out in the second bad. half two weeks in a row. Like, so, and we're supposed, and we've always been a second half team for an offense to sputter. Exactly. Even Rozier, uh, even though Rozier is what Rozier is, last year he was clutching the fourth making quarter. plays. He was just yeah. making plays. Like he found a way to do it, and you know, not efficient, but he could do it. Exactly, not efficient, but he could do it. And we're not even seeing that Rozier this year. So, I and, mean, and so at five and four. What is what are we doing with Rozier? I actually, cause actually, uh, DJ, my boy DJ hit me up. He wants to know what should we do with Rozier? Who starts? Okay, so this is if I am head coach Mark Rick, who I mean a lot of people are calling for his job. Please sit back. This man has donated a million dollars of him and his own wife's Catherine's money for the indoor facility. If we never hired him, we would never have an indoor facility. The recruits are there. The talent is there. 
does he have to give up the offensive play calling? Yeah. Does he need to? Does he require an offensive coordinator? Yeah, definitely. But he's definitely the right man for the job. And um, imagine if we had any other head coach and was rocking a hundred thousand dollar turnover chain. They throwing thug labels on everything. Exactly. The only reason why they have it is because <laughs> it's Mark Rick. Exactly. So his name does hold weight in a community out there. But what we do with Rozier is we pick a spot on that bench and we designate it for him. I believe his, at this time you have to go young. Like, let me get Perry in there. and if- Real quickly, not to cut you off, but DJ also asked, since you're speaking about it, should Jaron Williams get an opportunity? To play? Oh, yes. I was just getting into that. I, that's why yes. I kind of wanted to just All right, like, So, Jaron Williams has played Savannah State. So, he's played one game. Yeah. Under the new red shirt rule in 2018, they could play up to four games and still maintain their red shirt. So, this game right now is Georgia Tech away. I would go, as my depth chart, Perry, Rozier, Weldon. Williams, because I would rather him, even though next game is against Virginia Tech on right. the road, which would still be a bad environment for, especially... Very bad. Like, Blacksburg, you know what I'm very saying? Very bad. So, like, sort of like, that would be very bad. So, like, so you I feel as though, to. I feel as though, like, you kind of would want him to get an opportunity in Georgia Tech if you needed to, but right. the type of game it would be with Georgia Tech, a more clock like, management game. And... Five and five? I, yeah, like I don't know. Like <laughs> I would definitely I would definitely need Williams to be up to speed up to speed for him. If he could beat out Rozier for the second spot right. by Virginia Tech, he should be the next quarterback off the board. Now you got for the bowl game if we win six games, which is so hard to say. And then uh, obviously we have Pittsburgh and the Pittsburgh will be at home. So if Williams does get a chance yeah. to play in Virginia Tech, if Williams touches the field, he should be going the rest of the way. But you, Unless Perry, I'm sorry. Yeah, it should be because I, if we're putting him on the field, like that means, that means Perry I, I is love doing I love Perry. I feel as though he would benefit from a different offensive system. Right. Like think about Alabama. They've done what Mark Rick tries to do and was doing at Georgia successfully. They run the football mm-hmm. and they play outstanding defense. Mm-hmm. The defense is outstanding. Right. We're not running the football how we do. And then the Ostahopa offenses made enough plays in the passing game to win. Alabama, wrecking stuff for college football for the last two decades. Everybody knows it. Championships, everybody mm-hmm. knows it. They have even adapted from that style of play because this is what college football is. If exactly. you cannot throw in college football, you cannot play. You cannot Teams play. like Oklahoma like lit Georgia up. Their defense last year was impeccable. And what did Georgia what? have to do last year? Yeah, they had to throw put, the ball. Yes, but they sat the number one quarterback who took them to the SEC uh, championship. Mm-hmm. Eason, you're out of there. We're going from this man was throwing the ball, distributing it yep. accurately. And it was I'm, beautiful. It, it was, was beautiful. It was it was a great run. I'm <laughs> not that sold on from. I'm not that It sold. doesn't matter, but he should have won that championship and the defense shouldn't have blown that coverage. But no. Getting 14, back. 14 was hurt back there. Hey. Getting back to the UM, you know, going forward, like you said, we got Georgia Tech once, on the road. Yeah, right. I thought you were gonna say anything about Williams. I was like, once Williams touched that field, I, we're I not better gonna never get too see much him. into Williams because Right now, I'm not even in the state that... I still believe in Perry, to be exactly. honest. Exactly. I believe in his skill set. It, I don't... I don't, like... Why not let him play a full game? Yeah. You the, know the what only I mean? full game It'll only played, benefit him. It'll only That's benefit true. him. It'll only benefit him. At this point, if Rozier's not your guy and Perry's not your guy, Rozier then what are, we, what are we doing? Been the guy. When Mark I'm, Rick told Rozier... But he's never still going play. in. He and told Roger, you'll never play for me here, bro. He should have stuck to his gut. Yo, that was God telling him. 
<laughs> I'm telling you. Yo, you know he's a Christian man, bro. That was God telling him, yo. And guess what? Well, he did it. I'm not even taking... 2020, uh, last season with Rozier, bro, that was like my best season as a Hurricanes fan, bro. I've been going there sure. my entire life. And I've never been 10-0. Like, For I'm, sure. Like, I've never had that, bro. For so, sure. like, we never lost... We didn't lose a home game. We just lost our home, first home game. Dude, so sad. Yeah, like so for 13, sad. it was a 13-game so streak. So, like, I mean, like, it's 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 a lot easier every time you go to the games yourself to win. For and sure. Like, it's a lot easier on the fans. Especially because we be getting cranky yeah. and that bit, bro. Yeah. Like, they broke it they on our ass on the first play, yeah. Duke. They broke it for a long touchdown. And we all sitting here like, bro. Y'all was so hyped. Next, next time defense come out there, we still hyping. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that's one thing. You know it's what I'm like, saying? you know the defense is going to be, like, <clears throat> There be miscues. Mm-hmm. Big plays are miscues. But yeah. we're not a team where big plays happen. happen we don't yeah. let that happen yeah, to number us. Two Manny Diaz, which shout out to Manny Diaz, he's nominated yeah. for um, yeah. Yeah, assistant right. coach of the year, right? Yeah, I know. If he gets that, I'm sorry. He's gone. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, like, I don't want to say it. Like, I hope they get, like, a Bill Belichick, oh. Josh McDaniels deal where you'd be like, yo, Rick, he'll be out in a couple of years. Right. Manny, this is you. You're the mayor of right. Miami. You're keeping the tradition on. Shout out to Pops. I would do that in a heartbeat. I would hire Manny Diaz as my head coach and just get him Today. an offensive coordinator Today. that's going to just do Today. what you do. We'd be oh, Yeah, man. you know what I'm saying? We'd be unstoppable. Oh, man. We do, we'd be unstoppable with head, with head coach Mark Rick and with offensive coordinator that could just work in. So what do you think we should do for offensive coordinator? Oh, oh, there's a couple. There's a couple I would like. But um, since we can't do offensive coordinator until the offseason, I'm going to hold back on what I would really – some candidates I would think are going to be out their door or not out the door because they're getting shut out, shoved out the door, but just because they're going to be looking to go up. Like from a team like UCF or USF. In state, you know, both have high potent offenses that have, you know, run the spread. I mean, in this day of college football, you got to be able to throw the ball. And even if you're not throwing the ball, you got to spread everybody out to yeah. run it now. So, I mean, that's kind of like the day and age. And we're playing Georgia Tech, and um, they run the triple option. Mm-hmm. So, if the offense can't produce consistent first downs, our defense is going to, I mean, we're going to be rotating bodies, but I mean, yo, if the offense can't sustain drives, you know, running the ball effectively as well. Our offensive line, I don't want to – ah, damn. All right, since it's event section. Yo, Stacy Sorrell is our offensive line coach. Got to go. I personally believe when they review everybody on the offensive side of the ball, other than Ron Dugans, needs to go. <laughs> yeah, I'm solidly uh, laughing. Ron, Ron Dugans, our wide receiver coach, best in America. Say something about it, and you're probably not educated. Um, there's a couple good ones out there. For sure. The one we let go for Ron Dugans, Kevin Beard, um, I was very mad about that until I realized Ron Dugans was a G, and uh, <laughs> he's on the staff no matter what. He's uh, even if they fired head coach Mark Britt, he'll still be on the staff. I don't care what coordinator, came, what coach came in, he would be on the staff. Elite recruiter at right. the wide receiver position. The only reason why we were ever even in the running for Hasselwood, a five star receiver at the current state. At the current state of Georgia, who just decommitted from Georgia, and is looking at us before our offense laid eggs and was so anemic that any offensive prospect would cry right. before coming. But he was the reason why we were in, in conversation with him because he's the best receiver coach out there. There's not a receiving group that blocks better than our receiving group, and they don't get the ball enough to block that hard, bro. Like I would have been stopped blocking that hard because <laughs> I mean they run routes knowing it's a 52% chance that their ball will be thrown to them accurately 
and that's not even indicating like there's four or five people running routes. Like, that, are you even like, gonna yeah. get the ball thrown? If you. the, you're the intended target, it's a fifty percent chance you're gonna catch it. Like, and there's only like a twenty five. Who wants to run with that? The intended target. Yeah, like, like come on, like that's and just. Speaking of the wide receivers, we have so much talent on the wide receiving core with you know Blue freshmen chips. like D Wig D Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like D Wiggins. Mike Pope, Mark Pope. Oh yeah, Mike ball. Harley doesn't even have a catch yet in his collegiate career. Michael Harley, yes, we need to get him the ball. I've been seeing Mark Rick; he's been under fire for his play calling. He's been trying to spice it up. He threw a couple reverses in there. Why the only but, reverses go to Jeff Thomas? Let Michael Harley go in motion to get that. I'm sorry, but he's faster than Jeff Thomas. Jeff Thomas has elite quickness, right. and his top speed is not slow. Right. But he's consistently I mean, not been able to burn the all player, the way. You know what I mean? He's he's not. Nah, I love Jeff Thomas to death, but. Mike Carley is definitely our He's just a player. better player, but to to run that route, yeah. yeah you no, can I'm send Harley. Yeah, and you can send Harley, and I'm talking about emotion on the jet sweeps. Like, come that on. Too. That and too. even on kick return, can I please? I like Does DJ Dallas. Does he have Dallas a par- uh, problem in practice? No, like, I don't know. We don't know. Don't you know, know what I mean? So, yes. But, I mean, just to get our speed out there. I'm not sure. <laughs> I hear you. I'd rather have Mike he's Harley. Little, uh, he's little. I'd rather have him at punt return Jeff than, than uh, DJ uh, Dallas. Jack Thomas is out there. DJ but, I'd rather have but him it's so out. enjoyable as a fan yeah, I know. to watch DJ I Dallas. Know, but it'll be very enjoyable to watch that 954 take that back to the house. I'm, I'm sorry, sure. but he's spraying it. But anyways, now that he uses that, we have our, our receiving core from the top of the food chain is Jeff Thomas, Lawrence Cager, who if had a competent quarterback probably yeah, would, would be probably way better. Way better. Way better. Way sure. better. <laughs> but, um, and, uh, then you, I would say, I would he, honestly which, Not to slight. say he hasn't had he's his had own season. falls by himself, but... Drops, yeah. You can call him but, how it is. Drops. Okay. Playing. If he had a better quarterback throughout his collegiate career, yeah. I mean, he'd be a freak. I think whatever NFL team does take a chance on him, they're gonna see his red zone production. Mm-hmm. That's one thing he has done. He's a mm-hmm. touchdown Bully. machine. Yeah, he's a Bully. touchdown machine. He's dropped a few, but he's caught way more than he's dropped. So I've seen. We've seen his win percentage State when he went against Samuel. Right. Yeah. Oh man. Not even. He <laughs> ran it. He dropped it. He called it. He said, yo, give me another one. Give me another one. Caught it. Yeah. that Last year against Notre Dame, head-bombing Julian Love, number 27, mm. on fourth and nine. And Rozier hold, mm. held that ball. Was that on the right let side? It go. Yes. Right yes. Yeah. It was in our end zone. We yeah. were right there. I looked at my mom, <laughs> and she was screaming, and I was like, yes. Yes. This is what it's about. <laughs> yes, this is what it's definitely about. That's my, that my first time ever seeing Notre Dame at home. Like, I've never look. seen a Notre Dame game, never been to a Notre Dame game, been to a lot of games, That's never dope. been to Notre Dame. First and the way that ever. we did it. Yeah, 41-8. to eight, I mean, With the Offensive Rookie of the Year this year in the NFL, Quentin Nelson blocking, making him look like just oh, yeah, another guy. Just another post. guy. Yeah, and <laughs> everybody and has those games, Lucci, but that's what whatever. the environment did. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, that's, the stadium was rocking. That was the loudest we ever had the stadium in. They even said it. Notre, Notre Dame, Dame Trajan Bandy had his coming out party last year oh, in that yeah. game. Superstar. Oh, yeah. Superstar. Let's talk about Trajan Bandy real quick. Oh, yeah. It's definitely, definitely our most opportunistic player on defense. Yo, he's a baller, yo. He's a physical baller. He's a baller. Yo, he's he a be, fast he be, Yo, he definitely top five speed on the team. Quickness, he might be the quickest. I'd put Bandy at pump return, <laughs> bro. I swear, bro. I'd put anything that you could put Bandy at, bro. He'll ball to run. Yeah, any, any, anything, field, any, anything you could do to put him in, like yo, you could put him as 
as if you on punt return, we usually have Michael Jackson and we have a freshman um, getting snaps in, working in it, DJ Ivy as our blocker. But Benny would jam that man to the life. Like you could, that's a return that way. Right. But like I'm, when it comes to Bandy, I love it on first and second down. He's locking up outside. Yeah. I like Javante Dean, number six. He comes in, he has good, nice size and speed combination. It allows, allows Bandy to go inside. Right. We've been playing a lot. The striker position has helped our defense. So, like, Bandy's been able to stay outside mm-hmm. more because you have Romeo Finley, yeah. third shot. And he's been Romeo playing Finley. pretty good. He's yeah. been playing good, man. He's had a good season. He had, a bad, had, a, had a bad Boston College game. But other than yeah. that, he's turning in solid performances. Who did performances. it? Who did it? Derek Smith got more playing time recently. I like Derek Smith. Um, big hitter out of Trinity, out of Jacksonville. Um, so, it's matchable. It's, it was a position that needed to go. McLeod was last year was a weak link on third down, especially in our yeah. defense when we're blitzing heavy like that. As the rain comes down, oh yeah, this rain is so down. UM. Oh, it was it was it was, rain, it was wet out there, y'all. If this y'all, is so Duke UM Friday night. If y'all, if but y'all didn't know, Wednesday night. If y'all ain't know, yo, it was wet out there. <laughs> it was wet. We the don't. Dolphin, have, it affected the Dolphins Jets game it, it for the second year straight. Which yeah. coincidentally, I don't know if you saw that the Jets representatives were texting like NFL representatives like this is. Yo, they Crazy, say, you they had say two they, years in a row where we're playing on bad field conditions. Like, this is South Florida. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a, it was an ish hole, bro. Like, it was put those. Well, yeah, the, Duke. Yeah. I don't even want to remember Duke no more, yo. But um, I just bad remember night. we we scored twelve points against Duke. Was it raining when you left? Nah. Oh, okay. It stopped. But raining. it was partly? It stopped raining. Oh, it was. You, know, you so, need a canoe to get to the whip. Jeez. Yeah, we um. <laughs> Canoe to get to the From river. Kayak. the top of the stadium. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had uh, scuba escorts to take you to your car. Scuba. <laughs> scuba. <laughs> the Range Rovers with like the water. Just Yo, those are the only splashing, things moving. Splashing everybody. Yeah, thank God we took the Tahoe because, oh my God. Sure. But yeah, it was rough. 12 points. Then last week, the before but that. But this is a punch PC. in the face. This is our punch in the face. This is our adversity with Mark Rick to then to to become to become great again. Like no, I don't feel like that. It's <laughs> what we're going through. Oh, come we've on, had man. we've come had. On, you were supposed to just rock with it. I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I want to rock with it because I mean, obviously, I'm a huge UM fan. But every time we lose a game, there's we lost three more after that. Why the fuck? Can we only w- lose four games at a time? Like, why can't we w- lose a game and then bounce back and say what we did wrong? What we did wrong is the offense. We lose games and don't fix nothing. All right, we lost. Well, oh fuck, three more. Yeah, like that's that, that's <laughs> like, gotta stop. Yeah, get ready for three more. <laughs> that's gotta stop. Like it ends. It ends against Georgia Tech because we need to win this game. This Not is a heart and soul game. Are, yeah, this is this, this is, is a heart and soul yeah, this game. Is, this is, bro, Jaquan Johnson came you. back. Thank to you. win a national championship, you, and we lay eggs like Thank this. Thank you, bro. And like his draft stock is definitely fell a little bit because of his injuries, and I'm very, very mad about it. And I'm very passionate about Jaquan Johnson, so I'm very upset about it. Yeah, That's yo, he came man. back to win a national championship. With, Talk about a natty, bringing it to the crib, and he meant every damn where he said. He meant everywhere like, he said. Literally bro. to the crib, and the defense and everybody in his unit, because that's the leader. Red they one, ready. You know they ready. They ready, man. We're being held back. I believe what we would need to do, Georgia Tech, what we need to do is um, we need to be able to run the ball effectively. But instead of 
you know, just the occasional, he's behind the quarterback, clap, emotions to the left of him, clap. I'm going to give it to him right here. Right, yo. Clap. Why don't we do DJ Dallas in the backfield on the first clap? Get him into the slot. On the second clap, have him motion in and have it off like a jet sweep. Let him get the ball at a different angle with some momentum already built. And if he sees For his sure. lane, he's going to cut. And one thing about Dallas, DJ he's going to break. DJ Dallas can punt That's, kick yeah. return. Why wouldn't you put him at any, any type of position we don't, we don't. We don't utilize... Like the modern day the offense, on our, on modern our, on our modern offense. day offense is get your best players the ball in space, and when they double covering your best players, it gives you the space to let your other players make plays. Right. So and we we don't do neither. We overutilize our lack of talent and underutilize our great talent yeah. on offense. We should be able to. Only quick passing play we have in our entire offense is the bubble screen, and we barely throw it. We're not that good. <laughs> last year, good. I mean, last, last year we, we feasted it. on it. This last year, year we barely was feasting on it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why Michael Harley or Jeff Thomas don't get these opportunities. Exactly. You know? Even Brevin Jordan should be getting these opportunities. Which he's the on best. On the bubble screens, best freshman, freshman tight end. Uh, yes. Tight end. yes, yes, that very, very. Uh, I, I hate. I hope Michael Irvin gets back. You know what I'm saying? That would help. Yeah, with the inline blocking for sure. You know what I'm saying? He's been in a weight sure. college weight room for three years. You feel me? Get him out there yeah. on the edge. So and it's a big boy. Yeah, you got to get him out there, get his hand in the dirt. You know, throw a block, but uh, and catch a pass if someone can throw it to him. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but we're like avoided a quarterback. Yeah, I mean the quarterback. You know, no, I mean, when you look at when you look at the at the receiver position. Is set. I mean, we have Jeff Thomas, Mike Harley, Lawrence Cager, Darrell Langham, Michael Hightower, freshman, Mark Pope, and D. Wiggins, other freshmen, as well as Marquise Ezard, followed by Evidence Najoku, a redshirt freshman. Who gets nothing. Nothing. I mean, he got reps in LSU. He got a little reps. They put him in for his first snap I've seen since uh, Savannah State uh, against Duke in the last seconds. They wanted him and Cager out there. But um, I mean, he's six six. He's tall. Yeah, but that was that. I like, was looking at on, him. I, I was looking at him eye to eye in my seat. Like he is tall. <laughs> he's taller than Cager. Like he is tall. I'm not gonna lie, he's gonna be a good piece in our offense moving forward. I feel as though he should be a good piece because he moves well as well. Right. Um, the offense is just it's it's a dumpster fire. We'll call it for what it is. I mean, we have premium players at every position. Thank you. Except the offensive line. It, no, not even that. If you Google our offensive line, they're, there's too much stars there. Okay, but they're Way not too premium much stars. players, though. They're premium they're players. Not. Navon Donaldson's a premium player. Uh-huh. Um, what's his name? Tyree Sanders was his premium player. And he was a great right tackle. And then where does tackle. it go from there? Gothier, our center, is elite. He's definitely not the problem. I don't know why they're not playing elite then. Because... Toward the ending of three, last year, three. against the Power Five teams, you know what I'm saying? Like, our, okay, I understand you were recruited at this point, at this star, but star level is what you're showing. And as you're growing, your star level goes down, in a sense. I mean, they're not playing good. The offensive yeah, line is not we playing We brought good. in Bullware, a graduate transfer from Tennessee at guard. We thought he was going to be the answer. He's had moments, but also inconsistencies. That's what it um, is. I mean, they're not horrible. Hate him and they're not great. No, they're, they're just they're inconsistent. Not, you don't know what we're gonna get. You don't no, know they're, if they're Perry's horrible. Gonna... They're horrible, bro. I mean, it's inconsistent because the reason why I would say they're horrible is because. But then again, our schedule hasn't been that hard to the point where I can say they're like horrible. They, yeah, because they've struggled against I'm... Duke. They struggled well, against 
Boston College has a decent. I'm saying line. the five game win streak. You yeah, know what I'm saying? we we went we ran through Toledo. The, we were able to. We barely you no. Know, we were rushing Savannah State. We like, rushed you know for I mean? we averaged two yards of rush against for Savannah State in the first half. We had to wear Savannah State down. That was sad. Yeah, yeah. I was there for that. We yeah, had to wear them down. Yeah, that was sad. Like could not dominate. That's the thing. We cannot but dominate. We still at any put time. up. It's seventy seven on it. Yeah, I know. But, but <laughs> it's because our running backs are stupid lit. Honestly, <laughs> we honestly, haven't even mentioned our running backs yeah, yet. Because Travis Homer, the offensive line is inconsistent, but the only thing they're consistent about is in the biggest moments, they're going to fold. Right. They've folded repeatedly. That's true. And it's true. So that's why it's I would say filled. they're horrible. And it is, it is pretty bad to the point where that's there's why talent I was there they're not and no development. Great. We have like a four, four star defensive, um, not defensive, offensive tackle out of American Heritage. Herbert hasn't seen the field. It's his sophomore season. Should have redshirted last year. Barely played. Should have redshirted this year just to retain eligibility. Yeah. And you brought Hillary in. Corey Gaynor's played a couple snaps. Um, like, we need to get these new Young kids dude. on there. We put uh, a true freshman out there at right tackle, 51 scale. And um, he's performed pretty well in moments, but he's also been pretty inconsistent in other moments and also been bullied in some moments. But, I mean, it is what it is. If you put the freshman out there, Obviously, something was telling you to do so. We lost George Brown, the transfer from LSU. Um, word on the block was he wasn't going to make the cut anyway. But um, it is hard to lose body, especially in the upper category, just mm-hmm. because, you know, they're bigger. So, I mean, they're more physically ready at times to be inserted into games. You know, but uh, at this time, with the offensive line, um, it's just our running backs are elite. That's a doublehead tandem that people don't really know about. DJ Dallas, that's that he's, oh, he's gonna make he's gonna make the first man miss every time. Every they complement each other so Travis well. Travis Homer is gonna try to run through the first man every oh, time. The first man and the second man <laughs> and the third man and the fourth man and the fifth man. Every man that comes across Travis Homer, he looks like he's gonna make a cut. He is coming through. I love Travis through Homer. Your chest. I love the through way he chest. runs. Like there's nothing more. He'd be on the sideline. And he don't go out of bounds. He's on this same uh, same path, yo. It's trajectory, and it's coming. And I'm luring. And and not only that, I will run you. I will keep going. Like I don't tend to just run you over. That's how Thomas Ross was doing with the Seahawks. He was like, I ain't going out of bounds. There's no going out of bounds. DJ Dallas is gonna finesse his way right through you. Yeah, he's lost. It appears as he's lost some weight again, and um, he's you can see the quickness is back, especially with the overall speed. I think two twenty was way too big for him. Right, like we have chalk for that. Sorry, and Robert Burns. Yes, that was a stupid decision by the staff. Not just saying. Both of I believe he's around like 208, 210 wow. right now, and he's That's moving crazy. well, and he's, he's moving really well. And yeah, and um, he's able to he's able to make the first guy miss. And he can accelerate. He can stiff arm. It's just his stiff arms, like Duke Johnson's stiff arm. You're getting out of here. Like, I'm not going down. That's if you can. Yeah, he's yeah, not going down. Even yeah. when you get him out of bounds to where you think you got him, it's yeah. like, uh, He's not running going? guys over like Homer, but he's breaking tackles. Arm tackles get off me, off rip. Um, electric, like just electric. He's obviously, my, he's obviously my favorite player on offense. This is what bothers me. Like, look how, look how, like, Joyous we are right now talking about Travis Homer and DJ Dallas, our yeah. star, our running backs, and just how we just kind of talked about the offensive line and how yeah. great they're not playing. Yeah. <laughs> and subpar performance to say the least. And then our quarterback play, just there's such disappointment because five and four. A lot of it. Uh, it's a lot of it. The quarterback situation is what it is. At this point, we knew Rozier. 
is who he is. There's one point in time where you got to find a way to win games, too, though. Yes. That was the point of last year, though. Roja was finding ways to win games. But that's been gone. They have him on film. They know what he does. But they're sticking with him. At this point, Marburg has to let him go. Like, you have to let him go. Like, you just have to see what you have with Perry to know if this offseason you're going to be looking at Jaron Williams like he's that guy. You. You need to know. Because they're not, they, we will not stand by another five and four season next year. It will start. It will get crazy. It will get crazy. Fire I, I believe. I that's believe. what it would be. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. That's, just knowing Miami. I mean, I, I'm not saying that that's what it is now or even close to that because you started off with the reason this is this yeah. because of Coach Rick. And I respect Coach Rick. I like Coach Rick. And I think he should be here. But as you're saying, he needs to not just close the book. And and until it's too late, he needs to see his yeah. options, especially sitting at five and four, fifth in the coastal. Like mm-hmm. we need to let Perry <laughs> play, and we need to open up the offense. You need to start. You know, an offensive coordinator is going to have to come, so you might as well start preparing the players exactly. and more modernizing the offense and getting it going. And um, let's get some more players in space. Let's let's throw a swing pass to DJ Dallas for God's sakes. Like let's just do something that any offense would do across um, the board. You know, because we just need to just do something because it's just so bad. The offensive line can't hold up for these pro-style routes to develop. We not can't just down not score in the second half. We can't not, like, just score 14 points in a game. 12 points in a game. Against 13 points in a game. Consistent. Against yes. defenses that aren't even top in the country. Like, like we practice against our defense. I would hate to see what our practice is. I feel like the rain like. versus Duke was like, wow, just our luck. We supposed to perform in that weather, man. It was bad. It was bad. I know. It but was. But Travis we've been Homer there before. Performed. Yeah, we've Travis been there Homer before. Still performed. It's our home. We, we got to perform. We Those are our home. elements. That reason why that roof is still with a hole in it is because we supposed to play better in it. So that's we supposed that's to hold that. These dudes are from North Carolina. They yeah. play basketball. Yeah. Which it, shout out to Duke basketball. Oh yeah. Oh. Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, R.J. Barrett breaking Marvin Bagley and Zion Williams. Breaking Marvin Marvin Bagley's uh, record, record last yes. year for most points in a, in a freshman debut. Freshman debut. Yeah, I seen thirty three points for Shout out Jimmy Butler. Slid his homie out there, Tyus Jones, Jones, to go, go check his, his little brother. bro out there. Little bro out there looking nice too. What's what's up? And they were always talking about Jimmy. I like Jimmy. Jimmy I, like, I would like to see Jimmy on the Heat. I'm not a Heat fan, but I feel like he fit the culture. He would, but it's just that talk right now has is, is got to die down. Like, yeah. Let's focus on that Justice Winslow, Jay Rich, man. <laughs> Whiteside, shout out to Whiteside for what did he have? He had like, I, I want to get it right. I don't want to mess up his stat line. I got it right here. I knew it, but I think he finished with more points. Whiteside with <clears throat> 10 of 18 shooting, by the way. He dropped 29 points, 20 rebounds, and nine blocks. Yeah, that's a ball. He almost had a triple-double. Yeah. Balling. And we yeah. held uh, DeMar DeRozan to 18 points. LaMarcus we're gonna have a, had six points. We're going to have a white side on defense soon once Gregory Russo comes back, a freshman that uh, broke his ankle early in the year 15. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a baller. So we'll have him coming up next year. But at this point, we got to let the offense go, I believe, we go with Perry all the way and mm-hmm. let him play games. They pulled him way too early in that Virginia game after six pass attempts. Um, yes, two of them were interceptions. But well, one of them wasn't his fault. One wasn't his fault, as well as he had a beautiful ball to D. Wiggins that should have been a catch. Mm-hmm. I don't know it what. got called going. back? Yeah, it got I called back for holding. Um, yeah. I yeah. Him a holding. It was a holding. And it was a dime, like I absolute remember. rocket to that sideline. 
and it 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 was only oh, Wiggins stuck. could only Wiggins could only catch that ball. Like he had no choice. It was thrown to a place <laughs> where his mom couldn't look at him if he didn't catch that ball. Like that's the type of ball it was. So you that you gotta respect right. that. Like you gotta you gotta give him a chance to throw that. So like if I'm if I'm Mark Rick and I'm looking at my offense and I'm I'm hearing a lot of outside noise now because now you've lost at home, and we've tasted this L at home, right. and now we going to Georgia Tech where it's there we know what they're going to do. Right. There is no game planning for them, and there's just, option. here it comes since it's, since how the, long Paul ago? Johnson has <laughs> been a long time, fifteen years of that. Yeah. So he's going to either hand that ball up that a gap. Or the quarterback gonna take it. The quarterback most likely they got a number. They got two of them. Taekwon Marshall, sixteen, and a number eight little uh, redshirt freshman. I believe he's a sophomore, and he believes he has it with his legs. All these, they yeah, all yeah. Every, everybody thinks they got the juice until yeah. they see our defense. Yeah. But the thing is, our defense can only have the juice for so long. So without the help of their offense, yes. because so the defense be can have it for job. long. Yes. But without the help of their offense, without so like, points being scored in the second half, the defense... Like, we need a first down. I, every time our offense gets the ball, we need at least a first down. We're the kings of three and outs. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. what we do on offense is so it's horrible. Handoff. Hand here comes the clap. Here, right, comes, here the comes the clap. And then here comes it right up the middle. Here comes the clap. Here comes the clap right up the middle. And on third down and ten, we're going to have Perry He's going to overthrow the ball. I'm talking Rozier. He's going to uh, overthrow the ball. And our route concepts are horrible, bro. Hitch on the outside corner. It's the, like it most. It's like the. It's like a Madden. We don't. Playbook. We don't. NCAA ninety nine is what I would say our playbook is, bro. Wow. NCAA ninety nine. We don't run. Uh, no ninety nine, bro. Too much balls up the middle for that. <laughs> Too much balls up the middle for that. I'm sorry. Ninety nine. Hey. Nintendo. Yeah. 64. We don't run deep balls on the outside. We don't run nine routes on the outside. Our only go routes and push shots down the field are our slots doing wheels. We don't ever. And then throw Rozier the ball. overthrows him or yes. throws it out of bounds. And that's a throw. That's a throw that Perry hit Brevin Gordon the game winning yeah. touchdown. Jordan. Yeah. Um, so Perry hit that. Like, come on, man. We don't throw. We need to throw the ball to our outside receivers. Like, we don't spread the ball. We can't spread the ball. All right. So Miami, you're at five and four. You got Georgia Tech on the road. Then you go into Blacksburg. Then you got Pittsburgh at home. Yes, and we need to beat Pittsburgh. We need to beat these three teams. But keeping it real, it don't look like it. Yeah, we can. It's, we can. I know we can. And the fact that we need to makes it that much more like yeah. sustainable. But, but we needed to win these last few games. And well. I, think we, I think we can go. We had a bye week. You know what? I think we can do it because Virginia Tech, I don't think, is – as advertised, well, they've lost at a home. Games. They might be, you yeah. know what I'm well, saying. They lost their quarterback early, yeah. Josh Jackson. That kind of derailed their season. Well, hey, we it happened. Been, to, it happened to us last year. You well, know what I'm saying? We, we basically have the same situation. Exactly. <laughs> so, anyways, Georgia Tech, can we stop the option? Hopefully, can our offense put up many Diaz defense? Twenty four um, points. I think we might need more. If the offense, because, I mean, honestly, if the offense is what it offense is, defense might give up a little early. So, we'll be playing catch-up. So, I think we'll need to, to be comfortable. I believe we should uh, – we'll need to score 30, at least 30. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll need to put up 30. Pittsburgh at home. That's uh, Black I'll, Friday. I'll right? be there. I'll be there. Yeah. I think Friday. I work. I actually think I work. I'll be there. I'll be – if that quarterback cricket number eight 
goes out there and looks like Michael Vick again, like he did against us last year, I'm gonna cry, bro. He did look like. No, like, let's not disrespect. Mike Vick is is. I'm, nah, bro. His man was running no, out there. No, no, bro, he was it. running at point. I'll, he was pointing at players, bro. Running by them. Hell no. Steve Young. Steve Young. <laughs> 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 okay. You can call him a You got to care about. Okay, Vic. okay. Vic. I do care about right. Vic, but he was looking. He was bothered. He was looking like he was about to go number one overall. That's true. And only versus us. Yes, against only against us. And now he's a he's an egg layer. That's who he is. And we let and we're him at home. Drop and we have that, that vengeance. You think Miami yeah. is hungry? Oh no, we want that. Just like I want that. Okay. Everybody, we were number two in the nation when Hopefully we lost. We get a bowl game. We went out, man. I think we went out. Yeah, I mean, our first season under Rick was 9-4. and I mean, we played 9-4. and We played in the Russell Athletic Bowl against 16th-ranked West Virginia. So, I mean, I feel if we, we end 9-4, and we're, brand, we're a brand. Yeah. We'll get a decent bowl game. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, we got to win. Tier 2. We'll, oh, definitely tier 2. Russell Athletic Bowl would be, like, the, our the top. Main. Yeah, the main. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, it's yeah. in Orlando. And it's, a, and it's a doable game, like, yeah. to go to. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I went to the first one. So, I mean, it was, that was in uh, seen West Virginia. It was in Orlando at the Disney. When, though? December 2016. That was Kaya's last year. Yep, 2016. Yeah, it was lit. I was I was there. It was a little chilly. Barrios hit that touchdown. Kodak bopped in the end he zone. Did. So, he yeah, did. it was lit. It, it was. was lit. Damn. Wow. Andre, my boy Andre was out there. Yeah, I was out there. It was lit. It was like 60 degrees outside, the blow, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Antonio Crawford, a corner who transferred out of Miami to West Virginia. We got a couple of players over there. Jack Allison, a quarterback who transferred out of here, is going to take the reins over after Will Greer. And uh, our tight end, uh, uh, what was this guy's name? I actually liked him too. Um, I forgot his name, a tight end. Got kicked out. Yeah, he's going to be a baller. Him and Sam Bruce got kicked out. Shout out to Sam Bruce. <laughs> Sam out Bruce. Out there at um, Southeastern University. I know it's NAIA because he done, uh, you know, broke his leg out there at Juco. Again, from his Miami leg. But, you know, he's doing good out there. He's balling. But, um, shit, we need him back. <laughs> we need him back. We good. So, as we we're about to end the podcast episode, I realized that I was talking to... <clears throat> My homie Jalen online, and I didn't get back to the question. I was I was just zoned into the conversation. When I go back on Instagram, we have a two-piece question, an interesting two-piece question. Very Steve likes this question. So the question is, what's the future of UM recruiting, and will it ever be like the glory days again? And what are we missing <clears throat> to be a top-tier program again? Okay, I could, the go easiest ahead. one to answer is the second question, the what are we missing to be a top-tier program again? It's two phases, offense. Which we spoke about. Offense. But to point it out <laughs> yes. in this question. That is definitely what's out. holding us back from being a – we'd be in, in, a, in the realm of Clemson and Ohio State right. if we had an offense that could produce even special but teams. But that comes down to, are we saying, us. a better quarterback and an offense coordinator? Yes. Like, our offense is what's just holding us back. So, whatever we got to do to fix it. Um, just needs to be done. So just, that's, we need an offense. We yeah, can't as well as go teams, two like, weeks in a row out, not scoring in the shout second out half. Us putting like us in, uh, a walk-on punter all the time, Jack Spicer, 43, because Fiegels has proven. We just got uh, proven, proven trash. Proven basura. You don't know speak Spanish? Listen to what Jules you know, just said. You know any other, <laughs> you know any other languages? <laughs> garbage? Uh, no. 
I'll make one up, but uh, I'll, that's next episode. <laughs> Yo, like Basuda, it needs to go. It needs to go. Like we just got an Australian punter out of City College in San Francisco at JUCO. He's yatted up. He's look. He's like look like Conor McGregor just yatted. He could definitely punt for me any day. Um, he's averaging <laughs> forty something. Yeah, bring him in. <laughs> Anybody. We got some and he, and That's he, what we're missing to be yeah. glory. We need a lit punter, yo. We so, need the Matt Boshes of the world back. For the first part of the question, the recruiting it was what's the future of your recruiting? Yeah, um, I've, as you've seen, there's been some decommitments and flips coming, it was, which was coming when we, you know, when you hit the wall, it comes. Um, the recruiting has been elite. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, we brought in skill position talent yeah, on another we have level. Talent across the board. Talent like across the board. We're recruiting Alabama. Yeah, we're we're recruiting top ten every year, I believe. And um, a lot of our players that are three stars, they would be five stars if they're or four stars if they played in anywhere else in the country. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the glory days because we're getting a lot of kids from South Florida. So, That's yes, true. in that sense, it's the glory days, but we're not getting the best kids out of South Florida like the glory days. You see on Alabama has Jerry Judy mm-hmm. and um, the world. They had Calvin Ridley before that. Mm-hmm. Before that, they had the Amari Coopers. These are all players that came out of our cities, and like we're supposed to lock them down. The Patrick Sertans at Alabama, the Tyson Campbells yeah. at Georgia, the five-star, the elite players is what we're not getting. Our last elite player from down here was Duke Johnson. Like other than that, I mean, yes, we grabbed him on Richards, but Duke Johnson was a five star like consensus. Everybody knew yeah, who Duke was. NFL, right? Yes, everybody knew who Duke was gonna be. Shout out Duke, but um, <laughs> that's the that's what's setting us. So we're on track to be like the glory days because we're really cracking down on South Florida. We really are putting up that that fence. But the fence has been uh, like the wall Trump would build would be like useless because they're just gonna fly right over it. In a helicopter or something, and take our five. Like, there's a five star receiver right now to South Dade Latson who's committed to Clemson. That's we <laughs> so need. Like, he's committed to Clemson, bro, and he's closed down his recruitment and he just won't even talk to us. Like, yo, we down the street, fam. Like, down the street, bro. But you know the offense, yo. Who would, yo, Clemson has so much receivers, yo, they don't care because they complete 16 passes to, like, they complete passes to 16 different receivers in the For game. Sure. Everybody gets they love. That's, the, that's what sets us, that's what the offense does to set us apart. Clemson, those teams, Ohio State, everybody's four stars across the board, just like our receiver so room. until we get yeah, that. Until everybody has until a couple opportunities, a game to show why they're ranked that high. Then we'll get back to yeah, top then tier. Yeah, then that's, that's where we're missing from being we'll top tier. All right, yeah. The recruiting is almost there. <laughs>